everyone. This is Jenny Salkeld with the Widows at Wine Together podcast. Thank you for joining this podcast today. I just wanted to start off with a um, premise that I had shared on a, early episodes is, you know, I really wanted to have this podcast be uh, a venue and an, an opportunity to share information and educate um, not only the widowed community, but others could be your family, your friends. Um, from a financial standpoint, you know, there's a lot of things that we come across on, on this widow journey that can be useful, that we can educate others. Uh, so you've seen on the prior podcast, I've had a CPA, I've had a trust attorney. On this particular podcast, um, I've got Rick Salmeron um, as a financial advisor. And what I have see in these type of professionals and given the journey that we're on, um, and again, could help others from that getting ahead planning aspect of it is to me, I look at them as that dream team uh, that help guide us through this challenging time, looking at our financials, looking at our taxes, looking at what documents we need to have in place as we move forward um, and how gives us that opportunity in this situation um, to get our financial house in order, or I normally sometimes I say get our ducks in a row type of thing. And so Rick today on, on the podcast is really going to highlight things that, uh, you know, we need to look at from an urgent standpoint, look at it from what we can kind of hold off that might be soon, might be a little bit later. It's really that blueprint, because as you all know, there is no playbook. As much as you can hear different experiences and things like that, our journeys are all unique how we got there, how we are experiencing that loss after the fact. There is no exact playbook, but what we can certainly do through this experience and what I've experienced and what I want to share with a lot of you is how can we help each other? Can I provide you a little nugget of information that you can grab from this podcast or from the previous ones? Or if you have ideas that you'd want to, you know, me to highlight and, and connect with others, let me know, you know, have reach out and, and let's connect about that or even share your own story. Uh, I think when we get out there as a community and, and tell our respective stories, it can inspire others. It can provide and what I've highlighted at the end of the day is we need hope because early on, we don't see that hope, right? We were so um, in, in that shock and that loss and that fog. We just need a little bit of a glimmer of hope. And so that's what I intended with, with this podcast to do, but also to educate. And so that's, I'm going to continue with that today with this particular podcast um, and Rick's going to highlight different things that you need to consider, um, you know, documents, organization, the financial, as he will highlight the, the financial Jenga, when you really have to look at what's essential and what's non-essential. Um, and you'll hear me say this, and I've said this in, in other situations too, it's unfortunately it is our reality. We, we are put in this situation. It's not something we planned on. Um, and but now what are we going to do with it, right? What, what or how can we take this information? And then how do we, we certainly can now look, we, we have to look forward, right? We have to move forward. And then how is it that we can work with professionals uh, that can guide us down that path? And that's folks such as Rick that he, he can help you with. And so I just wanted to put that out there uh, of what we'll be highlighting today. And, and certainly 
the goal of what I wanted to make sure is that um, I can be a little bit of, of hope for all of you that are listening. Um, I'm, I'm now coming upon my two-year mark of the loss of my husband coming up in a few weeks. And I definitely am in a different place than where I was a year ago and certainly from the beginning. And so I just want to offer um, that there is hope um, in the future. And it is so important to surround yourself with individuals that have the best interest for you. And sometimes you have to make some key decisions um, that you're going to need to make that some individuals aren't in your best interest. Um, and so that could probably be a topic down the road that we can talk about in another episode. But really, ultimately, today is I, I want you to hear what Rick has to share uh, to start equipping your own toolbox uh, of the financial considerations that you need to evaluate. Okay, so uh, enjoy our, our podcast uh, and our guest presenter here today. And if you have any questions or if you have anything uh, that you'd like me to talk about in the future, definitely reach out. All right. Thank you. Well, hi, Rick. Thank you so much for joining our uh, podcast. Very uh, excited to hear and have you provide your background and expertise uh, to help the community. Um, I know from a, a financial standpoint, you have a lot of experiences working with various clients. Uh, and I, I think it's very complimentary to what you'll be highlighting today, what I've shared at prior podcasts with other guests. With um, you know, I've had a CPA, I've had a trust attorney, and all of that coming together is important to help the community um, and even help those you know family members or friends too to get that background and perspective because um, a lot of things that individuals don't think about right when they kind of experience a situation of a loss or kind of that just being prepared and really I think you and I have talked before too about you know just establishing that legacy. Um, for those that um, in your family and, and friends like that. So I really want to hear your perspective and have you go through some things that you've highlighted what you and I've talked about before about a blueprint or kind of a checklist of things that um, will help guide, especially in the situation when you're after a loss, everything's a blur, right? You know, so there's different stages, mm -hmm. yeah. things where you can process certain information, but you want to get that dream team around you, right? You want to get those professionals around you because it is a very mm -hmm. unique situation when you're very vulnerable at times, um, mm -hmm. you know, given the situation, but really helping create that roadmap and then some milestones along the way where you can pause or you're in a different state, you know, widow's fog has gone away kind of thing, perhaps in some cases, and they can reflect and go, okay, I'm at a certain point in my life now, now what do I do? You know, kind yeah. of something that's an ongoing process. So why don't we share a little bit about you and then some of that work that you do and um, really would love to hear from you. Sure. Thank you for having me today, Jenny. It's really great to be here, as they say. I am a certified financial planner. I've had my company in place now for over 20 years. I've been in the business over 30. And some people ask me, how did you get in the business? And I like to lead with that story of when I was eight years old in a home in Oklahoma City with my mother. She put her, I was enjoying breakfast on a Saturday morning. She put my hand on my shoulder and she said, Rick, this is going to be a very special day for you. I said, why mom? Because today I'm going to take you to a place called a savings and loan. 
And we are going to open a savings account for you. And I didn't really understand what that meant. It was okay. However, it didn't really. So what does that mean, mom? I asked her. She said, see, son, if you let them keep your money, they will pay you money for keeping your money. That still sounded neat. However, it didn't quite hit me between the eyes. So, but what was good for my mom was good for me. So I dropped my spoon and my lucky charms. We went to the car. We drove over to the savings of loan. I emptied my pockets on the counter, $10 worth of weeks of, of allowance. And my mother matched that with another $10. And what was born that day was a first savings account of 20 bucks. It wasn't Jenny until 90 days later. I received my first statement in the mail from this place. And that $20 grew to $20.15. That was an aha moment for me. I still remember that day today. Fast forward 50 years later, I'm 58 years old today. And I remember that Saturday morning. And be, what I'm getting at is that that triggered, that lit a fire in me. And I wanted to seek out later in life, what could I do as an entrepreneur? And looking back, I have these habits, these behaviors that began on that day. I bought my first house at age 22. I invested in my first stock at age 18, my first corporate America job. I maxed out on the company 401k, didn't have a second thought about it and figured out how to work with what I had left over. So I saw that this was a natural part of my DNA. And how could I share this wisdom with others in the marketplace and create a business? And that's how it began. So much, and, and I've been able to translate this also to several widow situations too. It's, it's very, you hit the nail on the head. It's so very important in my view to have a dream team by your side when this life event occurs. It's a fog. You, you, the, this, this was a surprise. I, I didn't expect this to happen. And, and then even in some cases, even the surviving spouse perhaps did expect it to happen. It's you know, sick for many years. This was, this was a, an inevitable moment in life. Yet still, when it happens, it's a brand new reality. And the fog is still there, right? So when you have on your, on your, your, your ship, a crew that you can trust, that you can feel good about, that you can that you can lean on for not just wisdom, but also just frankly any kind of support. Then you know you've got a really good crew with you. And this fog, which will eventually lift slowly but surely, it may still be there forever. However, it helps see it helps you seek through and, and view through that fog so that you can make when it comes to your money and this new money world that you're introducing yourself to now it makes you make wiser and smarter decisions with your money so that financial boat that you're now in charge of is headed in the direction that you want so anyway having the dream team is uh is a great great of course, a great idea. And that would consist of an accountant or a tax preparer or a CPA, an attorney, a financial advisor. And I would argue it also comprises of 
uh, family members, uh, friends. Uh, they don't necessarily need to be in, in the financial profession, right? However, that, that support system of uh, people that care about you, whether that be professional or personal or both, that is vital. That is, you don't want to go. You don't want to go down this road alone. Of course, can you? Yes. However, uh, gosh, that 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 would be that would be a, a very very challenging situation. So, by pairing up with people who have been there, who have got experience, we can only see so much as human beings. We've got blinders on every single day of our life, and many times others from the outside can shine in angles of education, information, and support that you never would have realized on your own. So there's many, there's many things that I, in my experience with other clients who have had spouses recently pass or, or what have you, that in my view, they should be paying attention to and, and addressing. And maybe some of these in today's episode, your listeners will pick up on something that they didn't hear about. I this this podcast, your podcast, Jenny, is an example of the support system. Okay, it it, it can be. It can be the it can be the YouTube video. It can be the book. It can be it can be Jenny's podcast. It can be the people on Jenny's podcast. Who do you see? Who do you experience as you're going through this life situation that you feel like would be good members of this? crew, this support system that can help move your life forward in an easier, more beneficial manner. I appreciate so. that, Rick, you highlighting that because that's so important. I think we do that in our respective areas and, and you're definitely with this podcast, it's, it's about educating, right? And how important it is to get that information in your right. It could be a little nugget from this particular podcast or something that might spark it or, or something like that, that really to get that, that information out there to learn and how to, to, to navigate through this process. Yeah. So yeah. Let's share a little bit then of what you do in your profession um, and, and, and guiding individuals through this process. Sure. It is many people say, and I completely agree with this, that, if, if my spouse passes away, take time, pause, don't make any rash decisions. And that's, that's very, very good advice. At the same time, I do recommend to my clients when this happens to them, that they create three, let's call them buckets, three buckets. And those buckets are urgent, soon, and later. There are some things that have more of a sense of urgency to do than postpone. And many of these can be obvious. However, the death certificate, that, that's, that's an urgent need. And if the, if the funeral director has not organized that already, that's something to put on an urgent list. In my view, having that death certificate will help you open doors and get things moved in the right direction and close this and that. And it's just very important to communicate to the world that my, my spouse passed away. That's, that's part of the, the estate process, right? So 
gather, you know, gather documents. Um, what kind of documents would would you need? To, well, any kind of estate planning documents. Do, was there a will in place? You want to you want to grab a, a copy of the will for sure. You want to notify Social Security, the Social Security Administration. I do have one client. She did a really excellent job of this, and and this is this is years ago. But frankly, this is an idea that I've carried with. She she kept very very good records, and something that I can recommend that people do is is, is get a notebook or get a, a pad of paper and log everything that happens. Happening meaning I spoke with. Social Security. I spoke with my funeral director. I spoke with fill in the blank. I spoke with the mortgage guy. I spoke with the so every keep notes on everything because when you write that down, when that fog comes back in, I mean our memories are only so good, right? I remember hearing someone say that a pad of paper and a pen is exponentially more stronger than our memory, isn't it? And that doesn't matter what day of life you're in, right? So keep good records. And how can you do that? You can do that by logging activities, the financial activities that happen on a day-to-day -day basis. This allows you to go back. You've got a, a central headquarters, if you will, that you can resort to, to pick up a conversation Many times you'll call an 800 number. They don't know who you are. They've never met you before. And you, you discontinue the conversation for this, that, or the other thing. You need to pick up where you left off and you have to call the 800 number again. And the next person has no idea who you are. So you want to keep a good record book, whatever that might look for you. That will help the process a lot. So... Every time you make a call, write down a date, if there's a case number, new person, et cetera. Also, perhaps keep a, an expandable file near that notebook. So this would collect and assemble statements you might get in the mail, whether they be, I don't know, credit card. Maybe you do this already. However, any any notifications, any documentation that you would receive in, in the mail or, or in perhaps in paper form. This could also be a location where you could keep death certificates, just your organized folder where you can resort to for the the non, you know, the, the non-digital items, but the, the the paper items, they could also be assembled there. And and that can very be very helpful for other people, perhaps too, other close family members that may need to find something, right? So start off by keeping some really good records. Start off by identifying in your mind, what are the things that I need to do right now? And what are the things that I don't need to do right now? There's, there's probably more things that you don't need to do right away. However, there are some things that you should be doing almost immediately. And those are and those are a couple of them, okay. And then another area I would say that's important is to identify. This can help in many ways, in my view. I've had clients do this, and it's been very very helpful because, well, now there was say there was a dual income, and now we only have one income. Okay, whether you've got small kids, whether your kids own, doesn't matter. Income 
cut in half or income almost going away. It just depends on who the, the say the chief breadwinner was. You want to take a very close look at bank statements. You want to take a very close look at credit card transactions. So do your bank statements come in your inbox or your mailbox? Same with your credit cards. So what you want to do is you want to identify what kind of expenditures are going on. And many surviving spouses, I wasn't the one who controlled the money. He was or she was, whatever the case may be. And that's that's fine. Generally speaking, that's fine. While the two spouses are alive, it's someone's got a stronger skill set to that than a, another person that's I'm guilty of that with the kitchen. I, I'm not the cook. <laughs> My wife is. She's a magnificent chef. However, so, so someone's been handling the money all this time. Now I have to. Now I'm behind this wheel. Uh, I've got to start reading this, this owner's manual that I never did read before, or I, I don't really know how to, how to read it. So where do I begin? And a great place to begin are these bank statements. Are the, where the money transactions have occurred. You will see some very recognizable things like a mortgage payment, like a, like a, a Netflix subscription, like a gym subscription. You'll just start to see all of these expenses. And maybe some of these you've seen many, many times, and maybe you've seen some things that you had no idea about. This can be a very revealing exercise. That's what I always right. said. The numbers tell a story, right? There's, it's a story. Yes. Now it's kind of going into and researching and, and what is it? Right? They do. They do. They. So this is why this exercise can be so powerful. It, it can help you find, as an example, expenses that you don't need anymore. Mm -hmm. I've got a, a client uh, now. Uh, it, her husband passed away uh, a few months ago. So for her, it's Goodbye golf lessons, goodbye golf membership. So those she's not a golfer. He was. So she's begin. she has very successfully identified several thousands of dollars per month on the monthly cash flow. So how does that make her feel? That makes her feel far more secure that my money is not going to run out because I'm identifying these expenses that I'm not going to use any longer. And she wouldn't have known. She wouldn't have, she would. Have, yeah, I know he goes, he goes golf, but I didn't know that there were golf lessons in addition to the membership, in addition to the, the golf, you know, whatever, whatever. So by scrutinizing and taking a look at the monetary activity and the history is there through the transactions of these sources of of expenses you can identify some areas that you can completely turn off right so i've been very proactive from the beginning i mean given mm -hmm. that timing but it's important because it it has implications if it isn't addressed so it is kind of in that category like you said urgent in a sense yeah, to that would be an urgent one. manage yeah. that cash flow right because yeah. in that, mm -hmm. that case it had that gone for a while couple months, that's a lot of cash flow out the door. And then guess what else she found? She found a couple of 
life insurance premium drafts that she had no idea about. All right. So was this a gold mine? Kind of, kind of. Once again, uh, she she was not someone who handled the daily money. Uh, it gave her an opportunity too, like you were saying about organize, organizing. So not only was she reviewing this, but now I'm assuming it's given her an opportunity to now create her own roadmap of saying, okay, I need to yes. get my ducks in a row type of thing, right? Let me get myself mm -hmm. you know, organized mm -hmm. through this process. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. This this can be a very hard learning lesson for many surviving spouses. I get that. And, and many are saying, gosh, I wish I would have read that owner's menu a little, little bit more. So use this moment in life to create something great. Create your own owner's manual, create your own blueprint, create your own way of doing things so that you can share this information with your other important people in your life, your children, your whoever that might be. Make the process for them be an easier, smoother process than it has been for you, exactly. right? Right, and use this experience to to create that. As you are doing now, Jenny, I would say with this podcast, it's right. brilliant. Exactly, it's bringing that right. forward. The same thing, because yeah. yeah, you mentioned blueprint, kind of that that owner's manual. I always call it. There's no playbook, right? I mean, there there is. You hear about all these different things out there, but there's no playbook in a sense. And so, and everyone's journey is very different. And so you're 100% right. It's getting that information. It's been my lessons learned. It's been my financial background of knowing of some things and what my late husband and I did to kind of put things in place, but it, it's, it's helping others. So yes, what you're highlighting is important, right? It's those things of as much as we don't want to be finding ourselves in these situations, but you know what? We need to get organized. It's the reality. It's, it becomes yeah. our reality. We, we have to get organized. We have to look at those details. We have to start controlling that. And then the position that we're in now, it, it's now, yes, it could have been a spouse that wasn't doing the financial details, but now what? Guess what? You're doing that. You're going to have yeah. to. a lot of these things that get put in front of you that you have to act upon. This is where that, that crew, that dream team can also come into place. They can be people who can sh share with you the other areas that you should be looking at that you wouldn't even thought of. So the I, think that, that guidance. I think having that structure, like, like you mentioned, it's, it's that guidance. Did you, con mm -hmm. did you consider this? Um, did you consider sure. that? like what you're just highlighting, having these key documents, getting organized and kind of structuring that urgent to soon mm -hmm. to later. Um, so yeah, that's, and then there's, there's that there's the, there's, this is, I would say some of the somewhat obvious I've got, yes, expenses. I've got a mortgage. I've got, bills and so on that the, the money part yet we all have all of us do have a digital asset life as well so don't forget about that what i'm what am i speaking of speaking of an amazon account i'm speaking of air miles that's whatever airlines i'm speaking of i'm speaking of social media accounts the we have our our lives up in the cloud so so often and this represents very important items of, of ourselves and our and, and of us however this is part of the, the estate planning process 
what what to do with these what to do with the facebook account what to do with the instagram account do i have my this other client she they were frequent travelers so he had lots and lots of miles with american airlines in this case what happens to those well the short answer is you can easily transfer them from his account to 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 her account However, these, these have monetary value. They do have a, a financial value to a living space. But these types of things that are not found on the bank statements, not found on the credit card transactions, yet they represent financial value that can help, that should now be in the hands of the surviving spouse, because otherwise that institution that company that airlines that that social media they, they don't know they don't know so how how do you want to address those things you you want to you want to see and and identify what are those other areas that i need to close out and transfer to my benefit and those are some of the examples of those that everyone's got their own right and those are things that might come up as you go, right? Because you didn't know about that. And as a few months go mm -hmm. by, and then you realize that, and then it's acting on that. Yeah. 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 Now, Rick, what I, you know, there's this sometimes generalization of, you know, when there's a loss, it's someone maybe older or some things like that. But now, as I've been really helping a lot with the widowed community and things like that, there's different age groups. And with your experience, because you, it could be someone with kids, younger kids. Um, you know, or it could be someone who's single or just maybe starting out their life with their, their spouse at the time. So explain, or maybe kind of talk about some of those situations like life at different stages, right. Of, of primarily, I, I guess for me, I'm just drawn to, cause I, I have two girls. One of them was under the age of 18 at the time of the loss of my, my, my husband. And so mm -hmm. having that piece of it, cause I am around, I know a lot of widows who have children. Talk about that, you know, what your experiences have been and what guidance you can provide. Yes, when you have smaller children, that is a, a unique situation versus, say, someone who's in their 60s or 70s, right? So when you're young, when you're younger and your kids are younger, there's the emotional part for sure with them. However, you've got you've got perhaps their, their college to worry about. You've got their schooling expenses to worry about. You have, and, and those, frankly, can tend, as they should, in my view, tend to take more priority than, than the parent. If, if it's not a decision to make, however, that life event is coming up sooner than, say, my retirement. If, I, if my spouse passes away and the child is 15 years old, I want to provide for his or her schooling. That was always the idea when we were both around. And that's coming up sooner than later. So you want to be you want to be examining the assets that you have. What do you have going on? Hopefully, there was some life insurance proceeds that are that are headed your way, and that's not always the case. I understand that. However, with the scarce resources that you have, it's an important period of time to prioritize what is coming up. What do I need to be focusing on with my money? so that I don't find myself in a worse situation. And if that is, I've got to put four years of school set aside somewhere or we have something going on, we want to make sure that that pot of gold does not run dry. All right. And that's that's hard to do on your own. 
Uh, that's when it makes a lot of to be talking with an advisor, in my view. However, when you've got smaller kids, you have other life events that are coming up that may take precedence over yours. And that's what I would be focusing on. So identifying what, what needs to be addressed from a monetary perspective, because I've got smaller children, they're still dependent on me. They're not on their own. They're not financially dependent. That's, that calls for a different game plan than someone who's art, who has grandkids, who doesn't even have children in the home for that matter. So another, and then if fast forward, if I am in my sixties and if I am in my seventies and now my, my spouse is not here anymore, one big issue that I see is social security retirement income. Whereas there were two checks coming in the mail, now there's one. And that's, that's an example of, uh, it's, it's kind of like when we're, we're still in the accumulation phase and we're a dual income household, now one spouse is not here, very similar situation when I'm in my 70s and there's a dual income household in the form of two social security checks, now there's only one, what do I do now? Um, this is, it's, a, it's, it's similar, but it's different if that makes sense. So that's when the, the exercise of taking a look at what the expenses are. Can, can I live on this newly experienced income? Can I live on this one half of what I was used to? Answer or not, we, we would need to find that out. To and make sure that- you do with your clients, right? So you yeah. have to go oh, yeah. that to get sure. them on that sure. financial track. We go through- we go through a process. I like to, I like to, I enjoy, I love what I do. I enjoy what I do. I call it financial Jenga. Okay. The Jenga tower block game. So we identify the essential expenses and then the non-essential expenses. So that's our Jenga tower block. And we take the non-essential expenses away one block at a time. And as the example that I mentioned earlier, this is what she is finding out. She's identifying these areas of expense that she needs no longer. And thank goodness, she's receiving the social security check from the late husband. That's how it works. You get one of either one, not both, but the larger of the two. So we've been able to determine on his social security income alone, she'll be fine. Thank goodness. Thank goodness for that. Okay. So, yes, different phases bring with them different milestones to prioritize, right. whatever those might be for the household. And everyone's going to be different. Everyone's going to be different. But it's definitely a period of time, regardless, in my view, it's a new, fragile situation. You want to make sure that your resources, that is the assets that you have, the money, the bank, wherever that is, plus sources of income are allocated very wisely. Right. So it kind of goes back to those categories you're mentioning, but that prioritization, how critical yeah. that is as yeah. well in, in each yeah. in, in those particular. And everyone's areas. priorities are different. Everyone's right. priorities are different as they should be. And as they are, they reflect that person's values. 
And I think that's what's something unique too when you are widowed is now you're having to make those decisions. And I think that's one thing to balance too, because you touched upon a little bit earlier, you get a little, a lot of influences, especially with family and friends. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the part where I think this dream team, right. Of professionals can help shield that a little bit. Yeah, they can. I I experienced a little bit of that too, right. You can get that influence and that can get you off track and, and you said that earlier on, I was very lucky and blessed, I should say, with one of my, um, it was my CPA that I ran into. She told me, I was two weeks after my husband's passing. She said, don't do anything, Jenny, for two, two years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now said, it, it's, it all depends. Everyone's a little bit, yeah. different stage, but those big decisions, it always kept coming back to me. Do I need to make this decision right now? Do I, is it critical? All right. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. And I'm so, when I look back now, I'm I'm glad I didn't make that decision because it wouldn't have probably been a wise decision, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so I think that's what's important of these things coming at you and then having because the family they may not have they they don't have that full information or they think oh, this is what's best for yeah. you. And I think there's things too that um you know folks say move you know sell your house do this do that but like in your world of what you see sometimes that there are financial implications right yeah. Yeah, there are. And things there that you've guided into, you know, your clients through. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's with everything in the financial world, in my view, it's an art and science. There's numbers to it. That's the science. Yet there's also, there's an art to it. There's an emotional side to it, such as should I sell the house or not? Economically, I can make a case for people to sell their house because of the, the capital gains exclusion on selling a primary residence. However, that's also where my nest is. That's also where I raise my children. This is also where the color on the wall in the kitchen, I'm never going to find that kit, that color anywhere again. And that's very special to me. Those types of things, those add value. So it all, again, depends on the person's situation, but they are decisions that need not be taken lightly. For sure. And that's what's unique because you see that emotional part along with the financial part, right? And it's all gathered together in a sense because Mm -hmm. it's that fine balance between the emotion and the financial. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Something that you something that you mentioned just now that I'd like to to say something about, and that's to be careful, be be watchful of of scams during this period of time because you're in a vulnerable space again this this cast a vote in having that dream team with you that's looking at your best interest that you want to be careful because the 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 thieves the scammers they know you're in a fog they know that you're emotionally not in the best of shape lately right and because of that you can be vulnerable to some bad things happening and you don't want that to happen plain and simple and those people and those people don't need to be strangers necessarily too. Uh, be careful of other people that you might know or, or family members everyone's finite you know friend circle and family dynamics are different and i've been blessed with a great family i don't feel like i would need to fear that however not everyone can say that at the same time. So you're in a vulnerable space. It does cause for in the urgent bucket that I described, 
raising the radar a little stronger and being more watchful and mindful for red flags. It's not possible to identify all of them. However, use your intuition. You're a good person. You're a strong person. Whomever I'm speaking to now, you know when something doesn't feel right or senses right or smells right. That's when you've identified something that you need to be careful about. I'm really glad you highlighted that because that is important because... Mm -hmm. That's the last thing we probably think about, but now all of a sudden we have to elevate or escalate this type of radar. Mm -hmm. And that that it's again I, I'm highlighting it sometimes it's just our reality now. It's a it's a new situation and mm -hmm. we have to be aware of that yeah. and really be very careful and and of not being too trusting. And I like how you yeah. said just having that intuition. What is that mm -hmm. that check there for us? Mm -hmm. um, that is that is something that we need to have. If I also make, may share a story, <clears throat> another client, she went through the, the financial Jenga exercise and she found transactions in a bank statement she had no idea about. And these turned out to be pretty severe transactions. I'm talking hundreds of thousands of dollars moving mm. from an account to another without her knowledge. And to make a very long story short, we uncovered, this was after he passed away, we uncovered that he became, he fell victim of a crypto scam. Wow. And was transferring money in places that have turned out to be a black hole. That money is gone. Yet that, that was of course very revealing on its own. However, at the same time, now we need to take if any device, any device, a laptop or iPad or whatever that they were both using for whatever it, she would still be using, she had to take that to the geek squad and get scraped and cleansed. And if she wanted to continue to use that device, because there was evidence that criminals were affecting the device and affecting the affecting the bank account she's going to be transferring into a brand, brand new bank account there's there's these types of things that can happen right. so that you need to be careful about you had no clue about until after after he he died right i have connected with some widows that yeah there's just some discoveries that come along the way that they yeah. weren't anticipating yeah um, discovering mm -hmm. and along the way too it, it does going back to the emotional piece the emotion part of it, you know, it could be some triggers. I think you were highlighting with your client about the golf. I'm sure probably going through that, then you're starting to evaluate, like you're having to take this to sit, make, make this decision. But now it's like, gosh, that's something he loved to do. And then you start to kind of think about, and then you feel sad about, right. Or now that you're, it's just, there's things that then you're starting to process with that financial transaction that relates to your loved ones. Yes. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it's just, it, unfortunate way of saying it. it's almost like you're unwinding certain things and you don't want to unwind that person but it's unwinding yeah. their financial mm -hmm. affairs or their things that you you know so i think from mm -hmm. that standpoint is try and take what you can from that positive and I know that's what i've done for myself it's just it, it helps you remember the person honor the person knowing that yeah you have to take care of that transaction but know that 
they loved golf, right? That's something mm-hmm. that they enjoyed. I know my husband loved golf, so I mm-hmm. can relate to that. But, you know, there's things that try and, um, as difficult as it is to make those uh, transactions happen, um, think of what's ahead kind of thing. Yes. So I'm trying yes. to just relate the human aspect of it too, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. It, it is difficult. And, you know, f- folks can get overwhelmed, probably like you're saying that financial Jenga kind of thing, but then it's just pause for a moment, reflect, reflect on the memories that you've had with the individual and, and your loved one. And then ha- how the, the future you're now putting in front of, because what you're highlighting is now you got to think of your future. Mm-hmm. What you're mm-hmm. doing is now, what is your roadmap for your future? I'm a big believer that whatever event occurs in life, as horrible as it may be, there's some greatness in it also. I remember someone telling me about, we all know and may be familiar with what PTSD is, post-traumatic stress syndrome. That's true. However, I learned of this concept called PTG, post-traumatic growth. Yes. Mm-hmm. That my life would not be where it is today had that not happened right and what you know, what you're doing denny you wouldn't have had this podcast i would submit had that not happened to you and how many lives are touching right now how 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 much better the world is because you're doing this is is remarkable is remarkable. So everyone who has a spouse who recently died, as horrible as it may be, there there is gold there somewhere. You may not know what it is right away. You might know what it is right away. I don't know. However, it's it's an opportunity to make something great. Great. It it's like. very and it's very healing. I I agree with you. Yes. It's very, I would have not thought thought about this two years ago. Who would have known, right? But Mm -hmm. now it's taking that and doing some good and doing that reach out to the community and then sharing your story, sharing what you're doing type of thing. So it's a way to to keep that memory alive also. Exactly. And that is something that um, my daughters and I have really focused on is continuing to honor and remember him. Um, as we move forward. So that's part of our healing process. So, um, so Rick, I, I know you touched, touched upon the urgent and anything you want to highlight about the soon and later. I mean, you kind of weave some of that in. Is there anything else you want to highlight with that? that oh, before? I would say, I mean, I'd say the sooner and the later, there's probably many things. Although again, use this event to, to educate others about it and that takes uh time that takes time you, you will still discover things years later that you wouldn't you wouldn't have that you can add to the 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 pod of education for others to the to the book that you may be writing and, and so on but um the the sooner and the later there's there's the money part, of course. There is the you've got several accounts scraps now to deal with, does to consolidate them, get your own estate planning documents up to date, take a look at your 
your own beneficiary designations now on everything and other things that should have some that don't. Again, learn from experience. This is an opportunity for you to get your own personal finance at a brand new, healthier level than it was before. And it'll so be ongoing, right, Rick? I mean, this is not, yeah. there's a situation that gives you an opportunity to get things updated, but look at it from the aspect of continue to always update. Mm -hmm. right? Because yeah. five years from now, things might look a little different. Yeah. And you may want to make a couple of changes to those estate yeah. documents. Like you bet. You bet. They yeah. should all be right. Yeah, they should all be malleable. You should, you should be able to to modify by them as needed because you will need to modify them over time. Whether your life changes or whether rules and laws change, you want to have your money keep current with the times, for sure. Yeah, Rick, so. you work with clients across the country because you're based out of Texas, but you yes. work with, um, clients across the country. If anyone has any questions or anything, that I mean, you can certainly help them. I mean, every state's a little yeah. different, mm -hmm. right, in terms of tax laws and things like that. I mean, you got the federal mm -hmm. laws, but then you got the specific state laws and tax considerations and things like that. But that's something you can work with. Um, in yes, it does. It does not matter what state it is. It's much of the much of what I do is on a federal level. The the rules that you I know that you're in California. I'm in Texas. However, uh, we when it comes to our money, we're going by pretty much the same set of rules. Very few very few differences. So yes, I've got clients in seventeen or nineteen states now. I I don't recall, but they're all over the country for sure. Okay. Now, if they want to reach out to you, given what you've shared and, and the things that you might be able to help them, what's the best way for them to reach you? They can certainly go to my website, which is salmeronfinancial.com. Look for me on Instagram, Rick Salmeron. I'm also on LinkedIn as well. Connect me on, with, with me on social media. I'm always happy and honored and it's I feel it's a privilege to be able to share wisdom and guidance to anyone who is seeking out help from another seasoned experienced financial professional I appreciate your time Rick I really enjoyed the what was that catalyst for you at the age of eight right just from <laughs> opening that savings account and what you've done throughout your career and how that was life-changing for you right at that yes. point and what you've been able to help others. And I really appreciate what you highlight, what you highlighted during this um, podcast to help just the widowed community. And again, it's not just the widowed community. I mean, my goal is not to, to just focus on that. This, what you're sharing has an effect across the board. Just It's just the planning of your legacy of what you have. And it mm -hmm. doesn't need to be much, right? It's just some of that foundational mm -hmm. information to then help those that are with your family or friends and so really i think that's the takeaway is it's really to help and so i appreciate what you've um, highlighted this morning or in our call during our, our podcast and um sharing your your knowledge and so um if anyone has any other further questions they can reach out to you and um, appreciate your time i'm thankful for you and grateful for this today thank you jenny